0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the truth Ain't pg podcast with me, Kimia Kaboli. Today's guest is a very interesting individual. She is literally the most independent, unique human being I have ever met. She follows her own path. I don't know any single person with the same life trajectory as her and she's really one of the most random, insightful, free thinkers I have ever met and I'm really happy to have her on my podcast. So Leah, could you introduce yourself a bit, like where you come from, what you've done, some of the things that you've accomplished?
1: Yeah, that's really a quite an enigmatic introduction, like mysterious. Um, my name's Leah Gillis and I'm a journalist. So I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, originally, lived in New York, worked at NBC News, September 11th, all of that, and then left NBC News. And like most people that need a break from the urban jungle that is New York, I moved to Los Angeles for like <laughs> palm trees and sunshine, and then worked a bit in Hollywood, but really am a journalist and so got back into journalism. How um, long were you in LA? I was in LA over 10 years, which is uh, crazy. Yeah. And did you like it better than New York? definitely not (laughs) (gasps) i love my friends i met the most wonderful people i grew this is where i sort of started learning because i've always been very sort of academic and cerebral and loves travel and things. But when I moved to LA is when I started developing this other side, which sort of doing yoga, eating well, feng shui, astrology. I studied Reiki. I'm a Reiki healer. I think I might be one of the only crime reporting Reiki healers in the world. So that's my <laughs> trademark. Nobody else take it. But as a city, it's just not for me. I like the concentration of people, the foot traffic. LA is just a little too. So do you miss New York? No, I mean, I love Paris. So no, like I love, I absolutely love Paris. Um, Can
0: you tell people why you moved to Paris and how long you've been here?
1: Yeah. So I moved to Paris because I wanted to finish and sell my first book, which I'd been sort of toying with.
0: And what is this book about?
1: So the book is a memoir about uh, growing up, Brookline, Massachusetts, and working in news. So it's really about behind the scenes at the same time as, you know, Monica Lewinsky. I was a young eager journalist, um, working at Matt Lauer's NBC news, uh, in, in New York.
0: So you've got some juicy gossip in there.
1: There's some real life stories that a lot of women can relate to. And I think it's great. People are talking about it, but I think there needs to be more excavation of women's experiences and corporate culture. More things need to change, but yeah. So I also in the book, so it's not just my experience of like the incredible world of journalism and the stories I covered and the amazing people I met too, like Muhammad Ali, being inspired by, you know, journalist, Andrew Mitchell, Carrie Sanders, working with wonderful people, but also a few murders of women that never got solved to my liking. And they sort of haunted me over the years, these women. And so the book, I don't think I would have actually finished it without these women um, who helped me tell my story as I'm telling part of their story. So to get them justice, if that's possible. And
0: if anybody's interested in this, uh, which you should be, but if you're not, I'm not judging <laughs> you. But if you are interested and want to know a little bit more about Leah's stories, she does have a few articles on Medium, which I definitely recommend giving a read. Thank you so much. You're
1: such a great hype woman, <laughs> I love, love it. For? <laughs> it's like The Truth Ain't Peachy It's definitely a perfect place for me because my book um, – is called a better truth, but yeah. So the truth ain't peachy all the time, but, um, it can be sometimes. So, yeah. So I came to Paris because I wasn't finishing the book and I thought, let me take some time. What and my savings place to
0: go and
1: paris. yeah i mean it's definitely random like okay i'm gonna move from la to paris i was missing culture so that's a that was a big correct and did it
0: was it like so obvious for you to come to paris or were you deciding between like different places
1: girl it was it was fate if you want to call it fate or intuition but a friend got married here and i'd never really spent time in paris um and this was a year before i i sort of got the idea to move and then the next thing I knew, I was like, okay, I'm moving to... Um, it just felt like, yeah, I'm going to move to Paris. So you just came here for a wedding and you're like, I'm going to move here. <laughs> Basically, that's how amazing this wedding weekend was. Oh, like it was goodness. down south and it was one of... Honestly, this wedding weekend could it will probably be in a future story. It was so great. It was just one of those groups of people that you meet and you come together and it was just fun and beauty and inspiration and a great time. And it was sort of like... France for me has that magic. So it was like, yeah, why not? I'm a writer, you can do it anywhere. So I was working at a job and it took time for me to leave that job. And then I left and and moved here. So I didn't know that I would love it as much. It's like almost been four years, but Paris, I mean, for me did that. So I finished the book and I'm getting back into journalism. And continuing like these other things that we have sort of bonded over. I mean, Kimia, you're so smart and wise about health stuff. (laughs) She's pretending. (laughs) She knows. But- When you know so much about what are the staples of our life, which is what we eat and what we consume and and when we consume it, it's like such basics. So you've been a great tool since I've known you for like foods and health tips Thank you in so many ways, but also like getting this information out to people, which is why I love journalism, because Mm -hmm. it's about sharing, whether it's about, you know, politics or... Getting people to think critically which is definitely a big thing that i do um i have a podcast called you guys with a friend of mine as well as on my instagram alia thing where i want people to think critically and you help people to do that as well so your podcast is great i'm gonna keep
0: uh, or put the notes down in the show notes thank the you. link i'm gonna put the link in the
1: show notes to your podcast <laughs> so wise thank you um but yeah so these these other things, you know, Los Angeles for me is not—it's not my scene, but it's also a place that I love so much because so many people I love are there, and I learned so many important things. That, frankly, how I grew up and where I grew up in the Northeast, in um, other places, are not really valued, and I think they're really important things like yoga, meditation, spirituality, superfoods, and- superfoods, health like greens, but. But just a, a connection with life in a different way because, you know, I grew up in a very, like I said, as was just a very academic, you do well, you work hard, like a lot of people. But then you're not exploring the bait, like what is life about? Like why are we here? Mm. It cannot be to go to Harvard and make become a banker and mm. make money because they're also not happy. I know a lot of them, a lot of them are friends. Yeah. Leah attracts a lot of billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it's just a lot of people you know, aren't happy. And so it's like, well, if you achieve those things and you're not happy, because that's the other reason why I left news, Mm. why I left NBC and why I left sort of that life was because I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And it should have been, I went to a great school. I had amazing friends. I had a series of great successful dudes, like extremely, Mm. but I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, because it was something inside of me. And I feel like in Los Angeles is where I explored that you know, got to study things that sound so airy. like to me, it's just crazy that I'm sitting like, here talking woof. to you, like so airy fairy to be like yoga. But I'm telling you, like I did one Kundalini class and confidence connection completely changed everything for me. So there's something to these. Days. I don't know why the astrologers that I know the reason why they're incredible is I give them my birthday and they tell me everything about myself, even things. Yeah. We're going to have to get into
0: that. Um, before we do get into more like of like actionable wellness things, I was wondering if you could, um, tell me like, how do you think you were able to decide that you weren't aligned? Like people who are listening to this, they might feel like a bit unsatisfied, but how do they know? How does somebody know what's not, working for them anymore like when a certain city is not you know you yeah. said you knew la wasn't for you like that's a really hard thing to decide like this place is not my home anymore i mean moving from boston to new york to la to paris and then like you know wherever else you go next or, or yeah. wherever you stay i mean how do you decide that i mean that's really yeah. hard
1: well it's funny because um i also did live in milan in college so i did oh, study yeah. you rock, speak Italian. I yeah forget. yeah but um it's interesting because I actually talk about that in the in the in the book. Um, there will be a series of books, but in the first book. But when I was in New York, all I knew is was I wasn't happy, and what I also knew was I thought LA would be make me happy. Like I thought I had a couple friends there from college. Um, there was the film business, which I was curious about. So it was sort of like I was going towards something I wanted. I was just listening to that. I'm just not happy here. It was really instinct, but it was also I was drawn to something.
0: Mm.
1: I wasn't just going willy-nilly, it was like something that I really had a passion to explore. Same thing when I came to Paris, I had a passion to explore something. Um, And so I think sometimes it's not even, you might even not be able to put your finger on why, but if you're not happy, that's your your first sign that something's off. And it's, sometimes we say, oh, it's like, I could have said, oh my God, it was, you know, NBC, it was like the job and okay, yeah, there were some problems for sure. Um, but when you sort of look at your life and you're like, yeah, this just doesn't work for me, the common denominator is you. And so what can you make to change? Sure. I could have stayed in New York, but I, I just didn't want to. Mm. So for me, it was listening to that guidance. Like there were times in LA, what I sort of learned was, cause I am a Sagittarius, <laughs> six planets of Sagittarius. So six. we love to move. Yes. Wow. We love to move. We love to travel. We love to explore. So In learning about myself, it was sort of like, well, wait a second, Leah, if that's your like modus operandi, like, why don't we not do that? Because not because I was keeping myself from like joy, because of course, one can always travel. But when I've learned a little bit more about astrology, it's sort of like, well, you learn about those things so that you can be the best parts and also work on the challenging parts. And so when I was in Los Angeles and I wasn't loving LA, but I loved my friends and I was happy in those ways, it was sort of like, well, um, you give if, and you take and you give and you take, but also if something happens to move me, then I'll move. Like mm-hmm. if I fell in love and like the guy had to move or if I got a job, yeah. that actually didn't end up happening, but was sort of like, well, I'm actually taking this time. I want to move to Paris. And there was a moment where it wasn't happening. Like I couldn't find an apartment. It was just, and I was, and I actually like, let it go. I let it go. Well, maybe it
0: wasn't the time.
1: It wasn't the time then. Eight months later, I got an apartment, moved here, and it was. It's just been so you didn't magical. keep
0: looking then, like you didn't completely let it go.
1: I, I actually feng shui. Okay, so I love feng shui. Oh yeah, I know We're the gonna most get incredible into this feng shui now. lady. But no, but I'm saying these are the things that kind of help guide you. So I really wanted Paris. It wasn't working. I'm the kind of person where I'm like, okay, I want something. I'll put in the energy. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a lot about my book. It's like fate led me to like a great job at NBC News, which does not happen to most people, um, and I was very lucky. But so I you also,
0: manifested your job. Yeah, the-
1: yeah, I manifested in New York. I didn't. I don't come from like trust fund family. I had to get a job. Like all these magical things lined up. And how did you do that?
0: Uh, your feng shui. Well, it's, it's, it's a fantastic
1: story in the book. But no, but so when I was younger, before I was like feng shui and astrology, is just the universe lined it up. Like I really wanted to move to New York out of college. I needed a job. I did something for a friend and I got a job. Like I went to a, basically I met somebody about a job for her and I got a job. Oh wow. She wasn't mad, it was amazing. But like, that's what I'm saying. The universe helped me to make that happen. So following your desire, but you also have
0: to do the work, right? You I have mean, to it's, do the work. Yeah. Right. I like had no experience in journalism or anything. Exactly, but you you have to do the work. It's like a formula. You do the work, and then you can help manifest it and attract. Then people. you follow
1: the signs. It's like you meet somebody that has a job, and you you like. The, I got into news. Hilarious story that's in the book about who it is. I was at a bar, out with girlfriends, on the Upper East Side, like drunk, having a fun night, girls' night and this guy wanted to buy us drinks and we're like, okay, sure. Because that's really very New York. <laughs> and, um, he came back and there was a little, I swear to God, it was the first time this ever happened to me. And it was super, it was crazy. There before was a voice NBC. before NBC. This was when I was in New York. Um, and I'd gotten a job at Saatchi, um, advertising, which is very impressive. It's just, I didn't want to do advertising for my mm-hmm. career, but it got me to New York and mm-hmm. it was a good. So we're out one night and this, this guy gets us drinks and it's sort of like, a lot of times guys in New York, this is very, they'll know to like go away when you're not really interested. But this guy was sort of staying there, but he just seemed really nice. And there was a voice in my head, I swear to God. And it said to me, well, yeah, be nice, talk to him. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I'm having fun. Why is this voice telling me to like slow my roll and like chat with the zoo? So we started talking and I'm like, okay, what do you do? And it turned out he was a newscaster. Um, and literally the universe sort of like froze. And I was like, I remember I put down my drink and I said to him, nothing is going to happen with us. Like I am not interested in dating you, but I am interested in getting into news. Is it possible I could get your phone number and call you tomorrow? I know this sounds really crazy. And he was so kind. He was like, okay, yeah, sure. And he like, well, but that's how I followed up with him the next day, went for an interview the next day because they needed somebody. And I had a job three days late. Like, so of course I let so it go. So was a
0: mix of like – having a goal but not being too attached to it letting it go a bit so the universe can kind of work its magic but then you have to also seize an opportunity when you see
1: one right that's the form, which happened over and over again i get this job and then i'm there and then at a certain point it was like i was a desk assistant so i was learning the ropes and it was like okay i wanted to do something more and i was working in local news which was great but i was like i wanted the world and i wanted to <laughs> do like bigger picture and like yeah. change the world and there's a woman who was working there and she sort of turned around to me one day and she was like, is this really what you want to do here? And again, a little voice of mine was like, just tell her the truth, like say. And I was like, you know, I've loved being here, but I actually really want to do like the network. I want to do something like bigger picture. I want to cover world events. And she was like, yeah, that makes sense. Hold on. Let me make a call. She picks up the phone. She calls her former boss wow. at NBC News. I have an interview the next day and I have a job at NBC Like, wow speak your truth. Absolutely. We're in the month there. of Sag, But also, yeah. So it's that thing of wanting something and letting it go and, and definitely seeing the opportunity, which, you know, keeps but not happening. just in the month of Sagittarius. No, always, so, always. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in Paris. It's, you know, I'm back to, you know, doing journalism and all these things, but it's also, you know, remembering that formula of like when you want something also being, letting yourself be guided because other beautiful things happen. Like when I wanted to move to Paris, there was that, there was like an eight month Time in LA where again, love my friends but was just like, Oh, I don't want to be here. And I not just let it go, but I also was just like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to be happy. I love my friends. I'm going to finish my book here. If that's like what the universe wants, cause it's not moving the doors and I'm trying to push. And I had so many incredible experiences in those eight months with friends, meeting new friends, like yeah, not just so like everything happens for a reason, but I had to go through things to prepare me to get here
0: you also believe in like really trying to push open doors, right? And Uh so I feel like it's also worth talking about that. When you keep trying for something, like I know somebody who he has this goal, and he's been trying and trying and trying to meet everybody he can and make this dream happen. And yet, like, it's constantly another roadblock after another roadblock after another roadblock, and he just won't stop pushing. And so would you agree that maybe it's just not meant to be at that time. Maybe it's time to shift gears or what would you do if you have the goal, like you were saying, Well, I mean, like, I do have those yeah. right now. So
1: it's not like I'm not in that <laughs> position because I think we're all in some areas of our life. Like definitely, I'm especially with COVID with the world, like selling my book journalism, like, of course there's things that aren't going as fast or, you so know, so what do you do? You just
0: like, you focus on other projects or
1: first of all, that's where meditation comes in. <laughs> like I've done more meditation lately but yeah, it's, it's first meditation of all,
0: it's, on your goal or no, just, just
1: meditation. So you can be calm and present and enjoy the moments and of aligned. your life. Yeah. And not feel either anxious or upset or depressed. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that for that some sort of exercise also for that so that you can you know, accept
0: the present moment, accept,
1: and- accept and enjoy the present moment. I mean, that's our life. Right. Mm-hmm. But also there's a lot of work with, um, you know, and now with Instagram and YouTube, there's so many healers and so many different people connecting to our thoughts. A lot of times too, there can be something that you resist. There can be like, it's not an accident also if something's not happening. You know, I have friends who, you know, in college, I mean, thought they were going to get married and they didn't. Mm -hmm. They still haven't. And it's not, it's not a problem. I mean, nobody else cares, but it's sort of like, well, clearly, I mean, this is a beautiful, smart person. There's no reason there's something inside them Mm -hmm. that they weren't sort of honest with themselves. So it's that what is going on inside of you that might be restricting. It's like when people say, oh, I want money or I want success or I want this. There's also sometimes a fear, which is where, whether it's therapy or meditation. And these fears
0: can cause blockages
1: it's what makes things not come, you know, Mm -hmm. it's what makes things not come. So, I mean, we all know those people that are like, I mean, we look at our friend and we can see so clearly what their block is. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, I have no idea. And we're like, dude, you're kind of a nightmare. Like you're too like The person that really is eager to get married. I mean, that's just such an obvious one because they're, it's exhausting. And it doesn't even feel like the person you're with loves you because you're so focused on a wedding or being married. It's like, that's, it's about union with a person. So that's where it also comes in. Like, do you want it? Do you really want it? Sometimes people want things for their family. Sometimes people want things for outward success so that people think they're accomplished. And again, that's sort of what the journey of me learning a lot of different spiritual practices in Los Angeles and learning about myself, looking at my own family, being honest with my own personal pains and things, allowed me to sort of manifest
0: and how did you do that though which can you tell us like which spiritual practices i mean if somebody is experiencing these blocks like with money or like achieving their dreams
1: like i was saying with my friend or myself or all of us i mean especially now with COVID. yeah yeah,
0: so how how do you tend to i mean there's a lot
1: of i mean we've talked a lot about first of all astrology but not not just every person can be an astrologer like it's certain people that learn it, know it, and have a gift. So the astrologers I know can be huge, um, huge helps to, to validate what you already know. Um, it's not about them telling you what's going to happen in the future or what's at all. It's about knowing yourself better so that you can, again, be more of the good parts and not the other parts. So astrology also, by the way, they do location astrology, which I didn't know this existed. I mean, I knew before like the I moved pla- to Paris. you mean
0: cartology or whatever? Where I it mean, like, like what places have. Like, yeah. Good so when you?
1: I wanted to move to Paris, I was like, am I completely like bananas? Is this-? So I asked a couple of astrologers I know that do location astrology, and they were like, looks good. Like, it's not like they're like, everything is going to, you know, but they were just like, that place looks energetically stronger than you in LA. It was like, okay. Like, makes sense. So, um, there's and, also things like that, but then I also,
0: yep. Yeah,
1: so I started studying Reiki, um, a few years ago, uh, with a woman, Patty Penn in Los Angeles, who's a great Reiki master. And I ended up becoming a Reiki, you know, I'm a Reiki practitioner now, which is amazing, but that's another tool to heal. Know yourself. Um, and do you do it to yourself, yourself or
0: to others? More? You can
1: do it to yourself, definitely. You do it to others, um, and Reiki is a way too to connect. Again, it's the way of the world that we've lived in. I mean, just to say patriarchal sometimes sounds dismissive of like the past hundreds of years, but we have lived in a system that has gotten away from valuing our intuition, valuing love and community, yeah. it's all about and unity. logic
0: and science now
1: it's changing, so it's going away. But yeah, I mean, that's why things like what you're doing with, you know, teaching about cardamom or, you know, different (laughs) teas to have to help. I mean, that's the sort of healing from the earth that we need rather than a tablet made by a big company um, Mm. who cares about profits. Yeah. Just sort of tuning into these different like healing modalities so that you can know yourself and learn. I also studied in Los Angeles Kabbalah, which is a wisdom, which is why I studied it. It's very much about stories and allegories from the Bible ways to live has a lot to do with astrology. I'm not a religious person. I didn't really grow up with religion, but sort of words and philosophy have always interested me. And so hearing these stories and the meaning and, and people's lives have been something that have it's part of why I'm a journalist. I think people are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the things that we do to each other obviously can be horrible, but I think that's also interesting to study so that we can sort of change that part of ourselves. And so these different tools, whether it's astrology or Reiki. And or also like knowing practices. our
0: dark side, it's not just like, light work but knowing our shadows or knowing where we fall short and i feel like also our society is all about like making us feel good all the time we don't want to suffer oh my god i'm so sorry that you're having a hard time but it's like these hard times are necessary us. Yeah. for us and instead of being like oh you poor thing things aren't going right for you this is like okay well i'm i'm here for you and let me know what i can do but like this is your time to show like prove your character, see how strong you can be. You'll have a lot of like illuminating moments from this, see what you really want, who you really are, and it's not like life isn't peachy all the time yeah but i love these like what you do to you were saying before you moved to paris you did consult with like was it tarot cards or what kind of things did you consult with before like feng shui or so my
1: uh, my astrology readers were the ones that i asked about location astrology Mm -hmm. but the thing that really it's funny when you were asking about did i get here feng shui which again i thought that's just like you know you put a plant in a corner like what is that (laughs) but i have learned (laughs) through Annette Helphone, who is an incredible feng shui, she just is so wise that her her business is called Soul's Mirror, and the idea is your home reflects you, your health, your finances, love, relationship, everything. They and say
0: like crowded mind or crowded house, crowded mind or Everything is yeah. complicated if you have too many things everywhere.
1: And so there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's very mathematical too. Like what she does, it's I don't know, you it's said like she angles. A blueprint of your house. Yeah. You yeah well, you get a blueprint of your house, but then you do the. the corners. So she can, I mean, it's, it's a lot that she does that goes into it, but then once again, you give her your birthday and she tells you all these secret things about yourself. you I remember the first reading, I just thought, did you talk to like every boss I had, every guy <laughs> I've dated, like my family, my roommates, like, how do you know how I handle, um, how I handle sort of like stress or authority? I mean, it was just bananas. And then also it's about foods it's about foods you eat, colors to wear, colors not to wear. I mean, it's just so much more than I knew. So with feng shui, when I wanted to move to Paris and it wasn't happening and I was wanting to finish the book, she was like, okay, enough of this. She was like, let's feng shui your house and see what happens. And so feng shuied my house as we do every year, because that's sort of what you do. The next thing I knew, I had this idea. You know what? Let me just go to Paris for two weeks. I'm going to Airbnb a place because I'd never been been here in an apartment i would never airbnb at the time and i was like let me just do that come here and the apartment i airbnb ended up being the place i rented like but the point was like something float like i had an idea to do something different now is it the feng shui people could say oh you just had this idea i don't know i just think there's a you know if you want to change you listen to the signals and and it happens so yeah that's how feng shui for me has helped
0: You said you were also interested in acupuncture.
1: Well, yeah. So I've I've used acupuncture for
0: like spiritual reasons.
1: So I didn't know about what the possibilities were, I should say, with acupuncture until I got it. I was in a car accident 10 years ago, actually. And a good friend of mine in LA was an acupuncturist and I couldn't hold a book and I was really scared and I knew she was a healer, even though I didn't know really what acupuncture was and acupuncture. And I was really vulnerable and she was a good friend. She was like, come in. So I went into her office and in her office was also a chiropractor, which I have had one other experience with chiropractors, which was very positive. So I had at least that in my... Back, but they started treating me, and the changes were so fast. Um, it, it took a while, but I could just at least feel ease. And it was also emotional because a few months before that, my father had died, and so I didn't really realize that that You've acupuncture been harboring
0: pain inside your body and bit. grief
1: makes mm-hmm. a you know an, an injury or an illness it can be worse it manifest it could just be harder or stronger. Like I was in the accident with my mom, and she was fine, and I was couldn't move, couldn't hold a book. I mean, you can't logically explain that. That doesn't make sense. And my friend was like, okay, first of all, it's not about logic. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, it's not about logic. You can't logic your way out of grief. And I was like, what are you talking about? So a lot of the pressure points and a lot of the the treatment points, they correspond to emotions. And so mm-hmm. I'm a total pain wimp too, by the way. So if people are out there like needles gross, are you kidding me? Not my thing. However, most of the points don't hurt. And when they do, I, just knowing it was healing me and that I trusted you know, my friend and I trusted the person, I wanted to heal. And so change happened. So it's sort of like people could say, oh, well, you were just ready. Yeah, or it helped me. Like whatever it was, it helped me to get over the grief and also just heal that relationship and other things in life. So these these tools are, you know, acupuncture is where I learned that it used to be that you only paid if you got sick. Like that was the thing you're supposed to be healthy. And so acupuncture is actually something to do all the time. So like that you maintain your you mean, wellness. Like every month or? Depends. I mean, it depends, but yeah, like for me, for, for years I've done it. I mean, obviously this year has been different. You're but going every month. I would normally go every month mm-hmm. just for maintenance to be yeah. healthy and
0: to get the flow. And make yeah, sure I mean, is good. yeah,
1: I mean, you should, you know, definitely have somebody on that's like an expert, but it's incredible the changes that can happen. So all these sort of tools after sort of, you know, growing up and, and living as sort of like brain, Oh, like very patriarchal. I'll just think my way to a problem. It's like, well, look at our world. It is not working. And look at cultures where now, you know, we're realizing women are the center of family units, you know, they're getting more opportunities, they're controlling more. And the values in terms of, what women bring in terms of and and women or feminine energy we
0: should do another episode yeah just around that exactly episode. but like
1: i don't mean i mean obviously men have this so i should say feminine energy because it's mm, feminine it's and not and about gender energy. yeah it's about this it's about energy which is a sort of feminine which is nurturing and loving and accepting rather than the sort of dogmatic do this do that i mean it's sort of gotten us where we're at so that's why combining them now is i'm Back in journalism, with sort of the things I've learned um, through these practices and also life. Like you look at the world of the prison rates, the violence, it's not working when we say this person is a bad person. No, something happened to most people when they were kids. Not saying we don't have people that should be, you know, that should be in prison, should be out, but I think that the way that we look at crime or even even, serial
0: killers have had like you know a hard time growing up and that's often what like triggers good morning
1: like everybody talks about you know hitler's you know hating of like people from his childhood created it's and it's it's Mm -hmm. easier to say oh these people are bad oh this like even with trump now even with you know different people that are polar and people you can say they're act like they've done these terrible things or they're doing these terrible things but like there's something so and I'll say just particularly like American puritanical from how our beginnings are. It's like, Oh, they're terrible. Like, let's just put them in prison. Like, so no, black and white. yeah, we can't, it's not working and it's creating a culture where people are more afraid of admitting their mistakes than getting help.
0: Yeah, You know, like
1: whether it's addictions, drug addiction. I mean, it's just every kind of addiction that people have sex addiction, gambling, shopping. I mean, like, why don't we, create an environment that is more accepting and allowing for people's pain so that they can heal and we can all heal rather than being like you owe this money and it's like guys there's enough food money resources but we're not using them well so it's also so funny how people talk about overpopulation and i've been
0: like hearing how that's actually something that was made up by the wealthy people because it's actually that we have enough resources but like 99 percent of the i'm not trying to sound like a hippie or conspiracy theorist but it is true that most of the wealthy people i mean there's very few of them and they have so much of our resources and if we were all just like willing to live in moderation um and share, yeah. then it doesn't matter if there's even a billion more people on earth or 2 billion people, we, we will have enough resources to go around.
1: Which is a very matriarchal sort of way of looking at it, um, which is what, you know, we're switching to also like necessity, it hasn't worked. Like the way that societies have been run just hasn't worked and when you look around the world at the few guys that are running everything, few guys running you know having all the you know money it's just it's just and it's we value
0: excess like to me when i see like a uh, kylie jenner doing a closet tour and i see like like how she has 500 bags and shoes like and people like really worship her and they just were sort of like oh i wish i was like that and to me i'm like why are we even like saying it's not only like okay but it's actually wanted and desired to have that many things and um i just find that like deplorable i just think that that's not the kind of uh, example that we need and i'm not i don't have anything Well, I guess that's not true, but like against Kylie Jenner. (laughs) But I do think that we need more um, good role models
1: yeah.
0: Um, like Alexandra Cortez. She's quite cool. But also
1: it's 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 a product of the culture that we've grown up in in America. Reality
0: TV. And
1: it's, it's a consumerism, capitalism. I mean, that's what we were fed. And that's why, you know, having been travel is, you know, it's like Mark Twain said, travel is fatal to prejudice. I mean, when you get out and you're like, oh, wait, we're just fed America's the best. Most people never leave and they don't realize, no, it's good. But like, there's big problems. It's also good in France. It's also good in Peru. It's also good. Like, there's not this 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 whole notion, which again is very patriarchal. We're the best. You're not. Yeah, it's we're like, like the no, only country that matters. Let everybody like, be great. Like, why can't every country be great? Every country has great food. It's like, no, enough of this notion that like this place is is the best and we're the best. Because right now America, no, we're not. And it's becoming evident. And yet there's a narrative that's being fed. Like you're saying about this whole consumerism, want stuff, want stuff. It's like, no, you're, you're fed to go shopping and to gorge on food, which isn't even food because it's made with so many fake things. It's like, guys, we've gotten so far away from, just living a life that is full of, you know, joy and pleasure because we believe we're on this hamster wheel that we have to keep going because that's what we were born into. And nobody's, you know, we haven't sort of taken time to stop. And right now the stop is real with with COVID yeah, and with forcing us to reflect and just be passive. And a lot of forces are at play that don't want people to, to change because, right, they're making a lot of money. No, we want you to keep shopping and have your credit card dead and all these, it's sort of like, what oh my gosh i mean and then the other thing is living here too you see how how much how much more simple people live you know i remember you know such smaller salaries yeah but the point is here people buy quality over quantity people don't necessarily have a million clothes but what they have is good Mm -hmm. and then they buy more in america it's just like it's just ridiculous it's just it's it's laughable if so many people weren't suffering and without and needing to redirect so that's what I think. You I know I'd love it now. if we had philosophy
0: classes that were mandatory in schools. I yeah. mean just to learn about like the values of life or what yeah. I mean because in philosophy classes you you ask a lot of questions and you don't have to agree with what Kant said or about what Camus or Sars said, but like it makes you think about what you think yeah. and then you kind of realize like when I went to university,
1: um but you also like- have to realize those are all guys. That's the other thing. Yeah. All of the philosophers are guys. It's like guys. But the the point is like, clearly they're going to be missing a whole thing because it's all dudes. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we have to meet Simone
0: de Beauvoir as well
1: in in between all
0: that. But I do feel like, just hearing about these opinions like you kind of are forced to form your own and i feel like in this world today where uh, i mean we're not religious anymore but it's so recent and um so before like we were always told like what's good and what's wrong and also like what happens when we die and what 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 values we should have and like etc etc and i just feel like now that we all are able to think for ourselves it's kind of hard and so maybe we just take on the popular belief of like being successful means being financial. Successfully successful and showing it off, like shows how successful you are, which may, will make you happier. Whereas like, if we all read a little bit more philosophy or thought really about like these kind of deeper questions about what actually makes us happy, then maybe the world would be a little
1: happier. I think if we all, yeah, absolutely. And if we like took walks in the woods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like meditative like, walks, like for one hour a day or something. find their intuition, connect with nature. That's what mm-hmm. every great thinker in history, Buddha,
0: Yeah. Charles Darwin had a lot to say about just like walking around his backyard or like around his house. And that's how he got his best ideas.
1: I mean, it's, I think there's something to it. If all the greats say be, (laughs) you know, love each other, do unto others as you want them and, you know, get into nature. Those are kind of basic principles, which none of our societies, you know, are the main societies in the world live by. So there's a, there's a lot to change, but I think learning these, Different practices and and wisdoms can really make life more fulfilling and put you on a path you just sort of never saw. And like I can't believe we're sitting in your comfort zone. Yeah, because as yeah.
0: we got out of our comfort zones and. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode with me and talking about everything. I really recommend everybody follows you on Instagram as well, because you on your stories are always posting like really great news sources and things that are going on in the world, whether it's spiritual or happening in America or that. You also just like really highlight things that are not being covered enough in mainstream media. And I really value that. So I definitely recommend that everybody follows you so they could get more of the truth of what's really going on without the big censors of like major media sources. And you even talk to you about like, oh, don't read this source because do you even know who owns it? Like who's funding them and things like that that most of us don't really consider. And so you really help open my eyes. And I think that whoever follows you
1: will also be a little enlightened. Thank you so much. Those are goal: goals. Yeah. We all critically think better. Make the world a better place. I believe it's completely possible. So. For sure.
0: So where could everybody
1: find you? So my Twitter is Leah Cappuccino. <sighs> um, my dad used to call me Cappuccino. So it's Leah Cappuccino. And my Instagram is a thing. A Leah, L-E-A-H thing. I'll also include that in the show notes. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thanks for, as always, the tips and the info and the yummy cardamom cookies i baked for all of you guys who aren't here obviously um i
0: baked leah cookies chocolate chip cookies for her birthday and it's uh, christmas time here so i bake swedish gingerbread cookies and we are just feasting with some green tea so good (laughs) see these are like the good things about having like the healing wise friends (laughs) the green tea balances it all out of course (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much Leah. so i guess we'll end this episode here thanks so much